When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Okay, good to have you tuning in tonight. Also, the uh, Blue Jays in action. They are leading the Baltimore Orioles 2-0. That's in the top of the fifth. Blue Jays home for that game, uh, having a pretty good season of 35-24. and 24. All right, so here's the deal. We got uh, two tickets to give away to the World Juniors, which are going to be hosted in Edmonton now in August. August 9th, the 20th at Rogers Place. We got a, a pair of tickets to a game. Uh, the game is still to be determined, and we're going to be giving away tickets all day this week. So here's the schedule. I got inside sports tonight and tomorrow. We got the hockey game. Game one of the Stanley Cup final will be broadcast in this time slot on Wednesday. More inside sports Thursday and Friday. So one of the nights we're going to have to give away two pairs of tickets, but we're going to start with one tonight. And you have to answer a trivia question live on air. So if you think you know the answer to this, call in 780-496-0063. The Edmonton Oil Kings are uh, playing tonight to go to the Memorial Cup. They won the Memorial Cup in 2013-2014. And in May of 2014, they won the Memorial Cup. Who was the captain of that Oil Kings team? 780-496-0063. Now, I think a couple of people have already called in. So if you don't think you know the answer or you don't even want to take a stab at it, then then they'll give you a sec to possibly hang up. But if you stay on the line, uh, you're going to be first up. So, Kellen, do we have somebody ready to go? Yeah, let's go to line number two, and let's start off with Jason. Okay, Jason, who was the captain of the Oil Kings in 2014 when they won the Memorial Cup? 2014? Uh, I'm not sure. I Sorry, I can't even give you a guess. Sorry about that. Okay, that's okay. As you know, I'm mean. You got to get it right. Uh <laughs> I appreciate Jason. Jason will get another one right this week. He's a pretty smart guy. Mm. Who is the captain of the oil kid? That, that really good team. Uh, a really good team. Do we have somebody else, Kellen? Yeah, let's go to Paul on line number All three. All right, Paul, take a shot at it. Go ahead. Uh, Griffin Reinhardt. It absolutely was Griffin Reinhardt, Paul. Now, did you know that, or was that an educated guess? I was an educated guess. Okay. Well, you're very well educated, sir. <laughs> Thanks. Have you have you been checking out the Oil Kings at all this season? Yeah, you betcha. Fan of uh, Sebastian Costa. My son used to play with him uh, in spring league, so yeah, following him closely. Oh, good. Are you going to the game tonight? No, unfortunately, I've got some dad duty at home. So, but uh, look, to be watching the game and cheering them on. Okay, now Costa, he he's from Fort McMurray, is he not? Yeah, you betcha. So, are you up from that area, that part of the world as well? No, I'm uh, actually from Whitecourt. Uh, they played uh, together with the uh, the Bears hockey team, Spring League in Edmonton. Oh, good stuff. Okay, well, Kosa's great. Obviously a pick of the Detroit Red Wings, uh, 15th overall. I thought he had a really good game on, on Saturday, just couldn't couldn't quite get the, get the win uh, as they lost 3-2. Okay, here's the deal, Paul. 
stay on the line, okay? And Kellen will yep. take down your info, and uh, we'll keep in touch about which game you're going to go to. But we will be giving away a pair of tickets to a World Junior game all week long here on Inside Sports. All right, let's call a quick timeout. Kelly Rudy is coming up next. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Uh, yes, sign up for that podcast. We'll get you an Inside Sports canned ham delivered right to your door by drone. We got a new supply in, and they are tasty and ready to go. Note, may not actually be tasty. All right. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. Uh, We do have, uh, like I said, game one of the Stanley Cup final will be on in this time slot on Wednesday. We have the Elks this week coming up between 730 and 8, hosted by Morley Scott. So that's going to be every Monday during the football season. We started last week. We did it on a Tuesday because we had the Oilers game on the Monday. So the Elks this week, 7.30 to 8 every Monday with Morley Scott and a wide variety of guests. And he joins us every week during the hockey season. He is presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now broadcaster, Kelly Rudy checking in. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Reading yourself? I'm doing great. I golfed today, and I didn't completely suck. You golfed today in Edmonton? The weather was okay? Oh, it was nice. Yes, we teed off just after 8. It, it was oh. uh, it was quite nice. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty sunny. Got warm wow. out. Yeah, it was good. It was a fun well, round. Well, not way here in Calgary, I can tell, tell you that much. In fact, uh, about an hour or so ago it was pouring here and it poured for about an hour i don't know about in edmonton or northern alberta but we're going to get walloped with uh rain here in the next uh, 24 hours i think as much as uh, 150 millimeters in the next little bit and our city has put on uh alert as you remember in 2013 our city in particular our downtown was badly flooded now our mayor says that the, the, the levels don't look the same right now, but depending on how much rainfall we get, it could be serious here. Well, I hope it's not that bad. Yeah, I, I know it's yeah. supposed to be a fairly rainy week here. I, I don't mm-hmm. think we're under any alerts or anything like that, but yeah, hopefully right. it's uh, hopefully it's okay there. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for thanks for checking in. I, I know you're going to Denver here for the Stanley Cup final, so I yeah. got to ask the big question, because the Oilers were kind of asked about it in their series against the Avalanche and sort of talked about it, but not really the impact of the altitude for games in Denver. And you, you even, uh, no, you wouldn't have played against the Colorado Rockies. They would have been gone, but you certainly would have played against the avalanche in your career. That's right. Uh, what, what also in the minors and Denver had a team in the minors. Oh, right. Okay. So travel there. So what's it like? How does it actually feel? What's the reality here? does affect the athlete there's no question uh, an athlete can't deny it uh maybe not publicly uh they want to talk about it during the playoffs because then it might look as though they're trying to find an excuse but in my time in the national hockey league there's no doubt that uh, altitude played a role in particular i played at sea level everywhere right i played in new york i played la and san jose and so uh when you're playing at sea level and you've traveled to a place like 
uh, Denver, like Calgary, uh, maybe not as much Edmonton, but still, uh, you know, close to the Rockies. Um, there, it has an impact. There, nothing like Denver, though. I mean, there that literally takes your breath away. You're you're hanging on, and and uh, it has a major impact. So for a team like Tampa, yeah, the, they're also at sea level, and so for them to travel and have the games uh, in Denver in the Mile High City. Um, it, it actually reminded me when you just brought this up, Reed. one of the things I would do before training camp every single year, or at least uh, the last half of my career, my brother and I would go to Banff and Jasper and Yoho and all that, and I'd finish off my training there because it, it, it just took me over the top. It took me to a new level to train at altitude. And uh, But once again, when you get back to, like, say, L.A., and you get acclimated again to sea level, and then you start to travel uh, uh, to Denver and Calgary, it, it you know, you, you lose that training altogether. It's, it's already gone. You, you, you know, your lungs are already back at to being uh, used to sea level and so on. So uh, I, I don't know if it'll impact who will win or lose the series, but it certainly will have an impact on the Tampa Bay Lightning. So did you just get tired more quickly or could you not recover? I guess as a goal, you didn't have shifts, but just, you know, if there was a flurry in your end, would it take you longer to get your breath back? Well, and the goalie is such a big part of the penalty kill, yes. So you could be hemmed in your own zone for a minute, minute 30, and your lungs are on fire. Uh, and for me, I was always, that's one of the things that I really prided myself on, my fitness level. And so usually my max VO2 level was uh, one of the best on the team every single year. And so it was quite surprising how quickly you'd be out of breath when you were in in Denver and it's everything that you mentioned. It's about how quickly you, you lose your, uh, your breath, how long it takes to recover um, as the game wears on. Uh, you know, it's interesting though. And I've never played a playoff series there, but like I said, when I was in the minors, we had played two or three games in each city. And if I recall, and I think it's been, uh, scientifically proven, you start to get a little bit better after the first game. And so you start to acclimate as silly as that sounds when you're, you know, you're only going to, I guess a mile high is awfully high when you consider going from sea level, but, uh, and that's what they say. Now, I don't know, like if you go climb Everest, how, how many, how long do you have to acclimate? I think the, the trek in is a month or something, right? And then you go to every, every sort of uh, waypoint and sort of last it out and try and get acclimated. I'm not suggesting playing hockey in Denver's quite like that, but there, there might be a couple little similarities. Okay. Well, that's, I do find it uh, interesting and I'm curious how, you know, it actually feels. So I, I like how you describe that as well. The, the series itself is two outstanding hockey teams. The Tampa Bay Lightning have won 11 straight series, which is the third most all time. And That's the crazy. Avalanche uh, and the Avalanche have only lost two playoff games. And one of them was not a fluke, but it was kind of an unlikely comeback by the St. Louis Blues. You know, you know, like that usually doesn't, doesn't happen. So, so it's yeah. been pretty incredible. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, 
I mean, it's hard for me not to think the Avalanche have, and nothing against the Lightning. It's hard for me not to think the Avalanche have a better roster seeing what they've been able to do. And maybe I'm a little biased because I saw them in person against the Oilers, but I know the Lightning now look like that team. Yeah, down 2 nothing against the Rangers, but we got the experience. So how do you sort of handicap the strengths in this one? Yeah, I was, in fact, I was getting prepared for some of my work for uh, Wednesday's game and I was going through the rosters and I was looking at them and I'm thinking they match up pretty evenly. Uh, I think that when I look at, say, the third line for Tampa, how it's been uh, redone and we've talked a lot about that. So they, they lost the third line from their second championship team, but they've rebuilt it really nicely. Sorelli's line, uh, has just been phenomenal in shutting down uh, the top team or top lines of the opponents, and uh, so that's going to be something to really look at. I look though at the Tampa defense, and I think, yeah, both defenses are really good, move the puck really well, um, but Tampa's defense looks like they're a little bit. Uh, rougher like they've got they play a little bit more physical now not to suggest that uh, uh they don't have physical players at all on abs that's that's far-fetched because you look at manson that he's come over even uh byram he's uh, he's a really great skater but he's a little physical from time to time mccarr can be physical so uh, this is an interesting match. I just don't know how beaten up Tampa may be. You know, we did the game, the the final game on Saturday, and, uh, you know, it's just like who's going off now, who's going down the tunnel now for Tampa for a few minutes and then make their way back, and then the next guy blocks a shot and he's back down the tunnel. And so uh, I think that might have a bearing because it appears to me because of the way the avalanche have just torn through the playoffs that they might be healthier now they've had this long break. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know, you know, they, they're not going to get Kadri back, but I think just resting all those bumps and bruises might be significant yeah. for them too. Kelly Rudy joining us on inside sports as we get you ready for the Stanley cup final, the uh, game one Wednesday will be here on six 30. Chad Brett Kulak was on the show previously tonight, Kelly free agent defenseman. I thought he'd played pretty well since he joined the orders at the trade deadline. And he shared his odyssey of going from LA to Calgary to Canmore for the birth of his daughter and then Canmore to Edmonton between game six and seven in the first round series, you know, his, his mom yeah. was involved driving him and, and the team said, you know, if you got to miss a skate, that's okay. We want you to be there. Uh, I'm wondering if you and your wife have an in season birth story <laughs> that you'd be willing to share. I, I do. In fact, all three of our daughters were born uh, in season. Uh, two in New York, one in L.A. Um, uh, I happen to be a, a L.A. king when our second daughter, Megan, was born in New York, but I was able to make it back for her b- birth. Um, but it was actually Jessica, our oldest. Uh, she was born in 1986. And as you know, Reed, I absolutely absolutely adored and loved my coach, Al Arbor, at the time, right? I just have the utmost respect. But uh, this is where the hockey world had not uh, uh, transformed very well, had not caught up to regular society. And so back in 86, when Donna went in labor, we had a home game as a Saturday afternoon at home versus Washington. And then the next afternoon we we're playing in Washington. And uh, so I was leaving for the rink and Donna's water broke. Um, so I go to the rink. I informed the training staff. I, they informed Al that, uh, 
the condition Donna was in. Connie Sutter, Brent Sutter's wife, was a sweetheart, and she went and stayed with Donna when she, Donna went to the hospital. And much to my surprise, Al wouldn't let me stay home uh, for the birth of Jessica, and that was crushing. Um, Al explained it to me that he wasn't there for the birth of his kids, which, you know, that would have been, what, 40 years before that or 30 years. So I, I didn't like that very much, of course. Um, and so I had to go to Washington the next day and play. Uh, that morning, Sunday morning, Jessica was born around 6 uh, a.m. So, of course, I missed it. We flew home after. Uh, I immediately raced to the hospital and was able to be reunited and uh, hold Jessica and see Donna. Uh, but I felt like I missed out. Now, the good part of that story is that uh, I guess I kind of made it made the organization feel uncomfortable that I was missing the birth of our, our, uh, first child. And so Greg Gilbert, his wife, Tammy was, uh, going to be, uh, having a child. I want to say like two months later. And because of the, uh, thing that we did, how we sort of stood up, the organization changed their, their mind and allowed Greg to be there for the birth of, uh, his daughter, Lauren. And uh, I know why it was so vivid uh, to me is because we were also on the road. We we're in Philadelphia and Greg was able to miss the game and be there for the birth. So I'm happy to say that that was the end of that for the Islanders. Uh, and most organizations were already on board, uh, but I can imagine how difficult it would have been for Brett to be in Edmonton and then try and travel back and and hopefully not miss the birth of his child right that you know that's that's what every parent wants to do they want to be there and unfortunately when you live a life on the road which we do it, it's not always possible so it's great to hear that he's able to be there and everybody as well and by the way this is just an aside and you know this because you know him he is one of the easiest guys in the world to like and to be a fan of because he's just such a nice person and uh i had a nice chat with him during the uh the round versus Calgary. And again, he spent about 10 minutes with me and he talked about the birth and how everybody's doing. So good on him. And uh, like I said, he's, uh, he's one of my all time favorites I've ever had to cover. Yeah. I think a lot of Oilers fans would be happy if he, uh, if he returned to the team as well yeah. on a new contract for sure. Okay. Well, Kelly, thanks for doing this. I hope the, uh, oxygen change the altitude change does not affect your broadcasting ability on a wednesday night i know it won't and uh, we'll do this again next week okay i think i might have to have an extra glass of wine so that i can hang in there how's that sound that's fair okay <laughs> all right kelly that's kelly rudy on inside sports every week powered by sentinel storage shop canadian store canadian try four weeks free visit sentinel storage.ca i like how he outlined that about how he felt playing in denver during his pro career both in the minors and the national hockey league we'll see if that hinders the tampa bay lightning in game one coming up on wednesday big hockey game in Edmonton tonight it's i, I might have said seven before my apologies it's 7 30 it's a little later than usual tonight it's 7.30, Oil Kings home to Seattle. But uh, if you were going to the game, you probably already knew that. 7.30, Oil Kings and Seattle. You can get in touch, 780-496-0063. Kellen, what do we have this evening? Uh, first off, Reed, we've got a ton of texts on the line showing support for the Oil Kings tonight. Hopefully they close it out 
against Seattle. So, and a few of them uh, driving down to the game, listening to us as kind of the pregame thing. So there we go. Hey, thank you very much. Cheer loud, cheer proud tonight, everybody. Uh, going on the Oilers side, Donovan texts in and says, "Reed, we need to re-sign Kulak. Loved his play here. Him and CC were were our most consistent D-men all season." I'd love to see Kulak back. I think he was very consistent. You know what you're going to get from him night after night. He's not spectacular, but I think he is solid. Uh, I think he's one of those guys. He doesn't he, he doesn't really have a glaring weakness to me. He kind of does everything well, even if he might not be excellent at any one thing. And Rob and I talked about it after a couple of games that with Nurse uh, banged up, and we tur- it turned out to be a, a torn hip flexor. I thought there were a couple of games in which Kulak might have played more than he did, and Nurse's minutes might have come down a little bit more just to help out uh, Nurse because he was pl- uh, playing with such an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, shifting sports entirely, going to the elk Uh-oh. side of the ledger. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Antler te- uh, texts in, and uh, yes, we can put nicknames on air if they are readable on air for everybody. He says, Reed, I fear the same result for the Elks against Sask this weekend as they had against BC last weekend. I'm not hanging it on Jones. It has to be on the players. The talent that was brought in during training camp just simply isn't ready. Well, I'll tell you what, what what that uh, what Antler is saying is that his worry pants are hiked up very high already mm. for the game on Saturday. There will be a lot of Saskatchewan Rough Riders fans there, I'm sure. That was a disheartening game. It's one thing to lose. It's one thing for it to be over before halftime. And then it's another thing to give up a, a team record in points against with a head coach who specializes in defense. You know the coaches are going to go to work. I do think the Elks can play better. And they talked about it a lot on Friday night with uh, Escott and Blake Dermott and Morley and Dave. I called in after game. The tackling was virtually non-existent in the first half. Chris Jones knows what type of players he wants on the team. He generally goes out and gets them and, and molds them into a good team. But... Just, uh, yeah, just a horrible game. I, I don't think the Elks are actually that bad. You would hope they're not that bad that they're going to lose by 40 points or more every week, but I can understand why they'd be the underdog once again against the Rough Riders who pulled away from Hamilton in their game. And I mean, there wasn't, I, I suppose you can say the Elks special teams did pretty good. Okay, that's good. That's an improvement outside of the field goal kicking last year. And I guess O'Neill did a pretty good job hunting the return game and coverage wasn't good last year. I think they did better on the kick coverage on Saturday night. But yeah, very few positives out of that game. So there's nowhere to go but up. But that's what we said going into Saturday's game coming off last year's season. I mean, the Elks were, what, 3-11 and last season, 0-1 this season. Didn't win a home game last year at all in seven tries going to try to do that against Saskatchewan but yes uh, I, I, if you have your worry pads hiked up high for the game on Saturday I I join you I'm trying not to think about it too much yet though let's see I, I'm focusing on Oil Kings for local sports right now <laughs> and we will have the Elks this week coming up between 7.30 and 8 but yeah that, that was a tough one to see them lose so badly 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.